You're listening to Bleed TV, the only podcast that today's best shows and movies. I'm Zach. And I'm Cash. And we have Preacher. This was the 11th episode. 11th and or 12th? No, it's 12th. No, 12th. That's right. Yeah, 12th. Like, 12th. Wait, no, we got two more? No, yeah, that can't be right. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get on my knees for that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. nice little smooth uh, transition to the title. <laughs> on your knees. On your knees. Uh, befitting yeah, for the episode. You know, pretty, pretty on the nose. Yeah, this isn't like Into the Badlands where you have no effing clue what you're talking oh, about when it comes God. to titles. But I mean, some of the worst titles, but the creativity <laughs> level. Yeah, creativity, but was, uh, where they had to do anything with it. Mm. Was Breaking Bad like that? Like. No, no, no. Breaking Bad had a lot of metaphors and a lot of unique things, but you could you could put two and two together. Yeah, like uh, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones has some of the best titles. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, like you're like this applies to like 15 different characters. Exactly. I mean, exactly. So, um, like I said, we only have one episode left before the season finale. Uh, what was the overall opinion of the episode? Uh, well, IMDb gave it a solid 8, and I'm going to say like I felt like this was a better episode. Like over the past like 4 or 5 weeks, this gave me a lot of things that I wanted. You know what this episode did for me? It, it got to the point. It did. That's the one thing about it. Like, there was no hee-hawing around. There was no innuendo. There was nothing like that. It, went, it was like, just like watching a boxing match. This guy's punching this. This guy's punching that. I mean, you're, that's what you're watching it for. We, we did it's not a lot dancing of around. Punching. You know, it is what it was. And uh, this one really did. We had a lot of good action. It, you know, it, it progressed. You know, one of the best like choreographed fights. Like there, nothing was over dramatic in anything. Like there wasn't like a terrible miss in the punches, punches and kicks and hits. Like I really appreciated that because we've yeah. seen a lot of bad fight scenes that were really cool, but were just done poorly. Right, right. Um, well, let's dive into it and get with it. Um, you know. We really kind of have gone more into the Hitler and Eugene little saga because last time we saw them, they had just dropped into the hole. And, you know, I am completely confused on this hole. Like, I mean, I hate to go ahead and jump to like the end of the hole, but how are they looking down on people after we drop into this hole? This is a great question. Because well, not only that, not even, even the Satan lady or the warden or whatever you want to call it, she's like, you know, any chance we found him instead of someone, did we not realize that we dropped the bar that holds the hole open and it's not yeah. in the right place? I mean, there is some dead ringer clues here. And then, like you said, the whole you're in the ventilation shaft above people who are below you. I mean, it, it, it makes no sense. Yeah. Know? And then, like, the timeline is really iffy because we walk over or crawl over the cowboys. Hell. Exactly. And so, like, yeah, instead of looking for Eugene and Hitler, we go off on a side mission? Correct. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it was very scattered. I mean, because uh, the Hitler-Eugene thing, well, first of all, the other thing is, too, is they get down here, and this is Eugene's hole, okay? Yeah. Oh. The last time we were in the hole... His vision was the preacher, yes. Jesse, which was I was involved. expecting to come through well, again. this time... It's a whole different angle. It ends up with a mascot. It ends up with well, well, a very dark mascot, as we find out pretty yeah. quickly. Um, but Hitler's facial expressions through all of this, oh uh, yeah, hilarious. Um, yeah, I was laughing pretty good with this. You know, it, the whole nine yards. No, like, what? What haven't she beat? It, it was just like, oh god, you fight. Of course, she's going to ask to see it, and he's like, oh god, I know it. It's like this again, and I was like. <laughs> 
Yeah, well done, Hitler. Like, I mean, you, yeah, God, I, I want to like you so much, but you're Hitler. Uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, she's like, oh, disgusting little thing. I was like, oh, uh, my God. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was, <laughs> and then the constant blowing her head off. You oh, know? my God. You know, I just, and then the mascot, and he greases the mascot. <laughs> you know, Pure, he's like, hey, remember when I said you'd never touch me again? I meant to boom. Yeah. I was like, um, not wasting okay. any time with this yeah. one. Like, why you were a boss, I don't know. <laughs> but the other, but like the dad with the face, I, hated it. I didn't care for that at all. It was great to see the actor back. Yeah, it really was. But I hate to say it, but like his prosthetic on his face, it actually, didn't move or work when even when he was trying to. At least when Eugene was doing his part, yeah, like you saw movement. It was creepy with the hole and the drool and things like that. It was like more emphasis on detail. And this guy is like the. The subtitles were pointless because I could understand them perfectly. Right. And it was... Like you said, there was no like... So it was like, uh, no, no. Yeah, I don't know. It like, was like, I'm talking with a sheet over my face. Yeah. I mean, it, it didn't it didn't rhyme. I, I, just, I mean, it didn't rhyme true. And I was really I was really surprised the prosthetic wasn't done better. I'm going to get wrong. It looked cool if you were frozen picture. Mm-hmm. But when he went to moving and talking, I was like, I just couldn't stop focusing on it going like, um... You're talking and your jaw is... I'm just looking at a butthole. Like, yeah, that's not I mean, moving. yeah. Like, it, it was missing a little point there. Um, but I hated how, like, simple it was. Like, I knew... I know we couldn't have spent any more time on it. But it was just like, no, Dad. I love you. And, like, I don't... I was like, yeah, this is touching. This is wonderful. But what was right. the point? Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, he, he was perfect with everything except for the girl. Yes. You know what I mean? And I was like, so I was like, eh, okay. And I mean, I understand why we didn't want to go back to the girl and everything. And like, bravo for Eugene for like, no, it's not my fault that you killed yourself. That's on you and stuff. Like, to beat that survivor's guilt, which is a huge thing and pretty yeah. much like his entire character. So now we're going to be hopefully looking at a completely different new Eugene. Well, yeah, we should have somebody who's definitely more self confident and. and- like, I mean, this is, well, that's a big thing. It hopefully doesn't get brushed over. And, uh, yeah, I really do. But like I said, to close out that scene of them opening the window and then ending up in a ventilation shaft, I, I didn't really understand that. No, you'll get wrong. And like, I don't even know how they got to the ventilation shaft. Right. Cause of the, the thing was showing and then he went through the window, you know, and there was, it was, a, the it was a solid wall. Yeah. Like as soon as they got out of the window, like it was just the, projection ended so like they were still in a solid room yeah I... and then like i'm trying to think back there is no hole in the ceilings like these projectors drop down correct it's just a pole so why would there be a reflection like a perfect square cut up in these things that we've never I, seen I know. before? I, 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 and I'm, I'm right there with you i'm, I'm right there with you because like it, it beats me up it really does because i mean like well, the next scene does the same BS in a different way. Well, I mean, before, like, why didn't we get Hitler's again? Like, how did it pick Eugene? Like, I mean, that's a That's weird true. Thing. Why was Eugene the pick and not Hitler yeah. when it came to the hole? Like, does Hitler not have to beat his personal hell? Um, like, I mean, this was... And which would have been really intriguing, intriguing to see what Hitler's was. Yeah. I mean, like, we know, like, how does he beat it? Right. And I mean, I, as much as I love Eugene and everything, and like, are we going to go back to the mascot or was it just in there? 
I think it was just in there. Which is really sad because then it's like kind of what's the point? Because, I mean, that was a deep, dark thing. It was. But I'll be honest with you. I would have been much more intrigued to see Hitler's dark side. Yes. Because than what we got. Exactly. So, yeah. So, the next thing is is that the truck at the bottom of the deepest swamp yeah. in all of Louisiana. I, Jamie is still swimming in this swamp. Is <laughs> I how mean, deep I think he is. I'm talking... I'm calling straight BS. Yeah, I mean, that thing felt like seven seconds in water time. I mean... Head first. I'm sorry. This is a total crock of you-know-what. And... Bull malarkey. That's what that was. It was terrible. (laughs) It was just a whole pool of bull Because when they first showed the scene of the truck going uh, into the swamp way back when, a few episodes back, you know what I mean? They made it look like it was a big old swamp, da da da. Well, then they drew the camera back yeah. to see what you are, and it's right next to a street. <laughs> I mean, this thing probably wasn't ten feet deep. No, not even close. And you know, probably just enough for that truck just to submerge. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because I like it didn't even fall like head first or anything. It gently drove yeah, into it. Right. It was a. <laughs> and it's just like, it's like a drift. <laughs> yeah. It was a slow drift. It, it was like it hit it hit quicksand. It just slowly sunk down yeah, into it. That, I was like, so when they showed the scene of this thing, like sinking to the abyss and it's hitting the bottom. the cleanest water I've ever seen uh-huh. in a Louisiana swamp it, also, it was, by the way. It was tough. It, like, it this was, was tough. like out in Nevada, crystal blue after we got through like the first two inches of yeah, Muck I mean, swamp. I hate to beat that up, but it, like, you didn't have to go that far. No, you really didn't, you know. And so now the whole punching the door, and then one week later still punching yeah. the door. You know, I was laughing pretty good. <laughs> I thought that was pretty. That's, that's an easy way to get a little pun or a little a little humor into the mix. Yeah, but I mean, we still have no idea how they found this thing. Like, I mean, that was a big question we had. I'm with you. You know, I tried to go back and think about how long have they been tailing. Jesse, Jesse Custard and all them like that. And so I'm going to say there's plausibility. That they somehow have a GPS tracker on them or not something? Not necessarily that. That they just always kept eyes on him. Okay. You know what I mean? Because like, if you remember, when they first got to New Orleans, they were already kind of hot and heavy on him. Yeah. And, you know, and the whole setup of the singer and the white coats and the whole nine yards. And that was within the first couple of episodes. So you have to imagine they've kept tabs on him. Okay. I can And so see I'm going to call that plausible. Um, and I hate to, like, nitpick and stuff, but, like, also, at the swamp scene, we see them, the big thing that's lifting it up. Like, what you know what that oh, yeah, machine it's a, is? It's a mobile crane. Yeah. So, that mobile crane is on wood. That's right. It has on four by eight sheets. Yeah, you know, making sure that there's no marks or anything. Well, that and but sink. the new, the other vehicle, they just drive it. It has completely different tire marks. And they don't put any, we don't see them laying any new grass or anything. I made sure to look for it. Yeah. They didn't. And so... We don't see all these other tire marks. Um, yes, when you come back to go and get the vehicle, you would have known all this yeah. ground and from a giant wrecker pulling it out and all the pretty yeah. big flaw. Like it, when you're being that meticulous with the mobile crane, and like you said, like I guess part of it was just to make sure it doesn't sink in everything. But man, that just looks bad. It does. It it doesn't jive well. And then, um, the but, last thing is, so we see him punching this thing underwater for a week, right? Correct. No give, no nothing. Water doesn't come close to breaching this thing. Correct. When uh, we see them sink it, it, the doors are closed. It's the same exact kind of truck. That is correct. And so when they put the replacement truck in there, somehow that one gets filled with water. Flawed door yeah. frame, I guess, if it was identical. 
Yeah, um, another detail that was kind of a misfire. But, I mean, like, we harped on all these things last week, and I wanted to make sure that, yeah, I mean, this is what we watch it for. And yeah, this just, was supposed to be the clarification, but it didn't happen. We didn't get it. And I'm um, off the soapbox. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. But. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Um, but, you know, the thing about this episode that came that came to fruition is, is that, um, like, way late in the episode, this episode establishes that the Grail – the industry or whatever you want to call it, the, the organization Hands on has a connection to, to hell. Yeah. Has a connection to everything. And so it, I hate to say that doesn't make sense into the connectivity of different things that have happened. There. Cause originally like, well, these are the people who hired God's replacement. Yes. Okay. All right. Well then now they're connected to the other side of the coin when it comes to hell and everything like that. And so how are you supposed to have influence in hell? Yeah. I mean, like it's a good thing. You're friends with her star. I'm like, uh, excuse me. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there, I don't know. Like I'm not going to, I'm not going to say I dislike this. I'm just saying like, we need more to make understanding of where, where this connection is and how the grail has what they're talking about. So that was something that was a real big deal for me for the episode. Well, I mean, even back to then, like we see how manipulative, her star is correct. He goes, make sure that the cowboy goes back after them and then pulls them off perfectly. And what a fantastic way of her to come up with a solution to get him to not do it. Mm-hmm. Because like, Hey, Hey, how do you motivate the cowboy like that and stuff? And then be like, no, I'm not going back. Hey, your cell's open. Someone's got to go in there. Right. You know, and I love how they set it up for the heartstring because they show you yeah, you know, His the cowboy wife. having these memories of her. Great backstory. And, yeah, like her and the child and when she's pregnant. And then he's talking about getting baptized and stop the killing, stop the drinking. On your knees. Right. And I was like, oh, right. Like, nice power play against the cowboy. Exactly. You know, you know, I have to say something, though. I was kind of expecting them to kind of clean the cowboy up a little bit. He looks just, just- as rough and god-awful when he was supposed to be in his happy part of his life. Oh, yeah. No, I, I say he looks even worse. I mean, like, give this guy, you know, a little glimmer of a smirk. Yeah. You know? I or mean, maybe, like, not the beard. All we got was is him having a little bit of a cute conversation with his daughter about eating beets or putting stuff in his milk. And what was that? Sugar, you think? Or salt? <sighs> I don't, some kind of seasoning. Yeah. Um, but that was it. I was really kind of surprised that they didn't do something to kind of make him look a younger. Yeah. And a little bit happier and no, maybe I mean, a little like, clean. You look older and worse. Like Yeah, exactly. Because like, like when you're in that situation you're supposed to be quote unquote happy and you're not, like you you shouldn't look like death. <laughs> I mean that's the whole deal. Um don't get me wrong now, because I mean like when we first watched the show, he was always it was dark, he was always chasing, brooding. You wanted to have that scary appeal. But you you should have changed up this a little bit to make yes. it look like well this was the shine this was the the shiny part of his life so like I mean you're not pulling on the heartstrings correctly if like I don't believe that you're ever really happy and like it felt like an old bad western and like it works for those things back then because they're spaghetti westerns like we know we don't know if he's a good or bad guy correct like we essentially know that this is the baddest person ever and if he's not happy at any point why are we even worried about him right. Now, it does cut away, and you see Jesse, and he's sitting on the couch where he believes that God in a, a dog suit was. Fantastic shot. Yeah, and I thought it was cool. And then so he comes back, and by this time, Cassidy and Tulip have kind of come to the conclusion 
They're not real pleased with old Jesse. Yeah. Well, Cassie's not happy in any shape, way, or form. You know, he can't really, he has no control over Dennis. He's Uh, he's having to hide a dog. Yep. Um, And uh, he's third in command. Yeah. And Tulip is all over the map. So, this is possibly her best episode of the season. And I mean, like, there's only like a very small gap of when she's really good in the episode. Yeah. I give you, like, her being. Less of this, you know, confused, nightmare, whatever, all that kind of stuff. And her being Tulip, yeah. the one we liked originally, much more appealing to watch. But like, I don't know if she's necessarily Tulip. Like, she's just like a... I don't, like, it's so hard to kind the of... fearless, like, not afraid to go to action, Tulip is what I like. Yeah, like, I mean, would just say she's just so nihilistic right now? Maybe so. Maybe so. But I don't know, like, there's just the conversation where she's like... Uh, I'm number one. Cassie's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Who says you're in charge? Like, I'm the leader. He's like, you're clearly number three. What? How do you say? Well, you're not the boss of me. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're not the boss of Jesse. Yeah. I mean, I've got soldiers. And I, th- I thought he was going to say, like, people he's. Yeah, I thought we were going to get a little bit of a snippet there. And, you know, maybe we do end up, like, maybe he does have this and stuff. And, like, he's just playing coy with it. But that would kind of be against his character since he always says that's yeah that's against his character and I don't I know of anything comic book wise that would even support something doing that angle. okay but it's just like so yeah, I'm in charge of Dennis and you know the dog and you're failing horribly <laughs> yes there's no doubt so Jesse shows back up they kind of have a little riff of you know what happened to God I don't want to talk about it let's go get something to eat yeah and so we go to a small Cracker Jack you know diner and this is. Is no. this before or after they talked to Star? I think this is after. Yeah, this is after. So before that, uh, he's like, let's get a drink and stuff. And then Tulip goes to take out the trash. And Cassie's talking about his, like, hunch, like prison drink or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so they go to the back porch and start drinking, I guess, battery acid, as Jesse calls <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. And it's like a bright neon green. Or whatever it is, I I don't know. I, I was willing to try. It, it. Uh, yeah, it, it looked pretty rough. Yeah, I, I'm taking a swig. Yeah, anything I can do to take a drink with Cassidy, let's do it. Yeah. But as Tulip is taking out the trash, we hear the cowboy. Mm-hmm. Like, do we want to talk about the cowboy? Uh, I don't even remember the other guy's name. That's in love with the chick. Oh, you talking about when they had the conversation in the truck? Yeah. Yeah, the the guy tells him to make a deal. You got nothing to lose. You're not going to be going to heaven. We get this, but this is the next best yada, thing. Yada, yada. You know, and basically convinces him, and then releases him, and then runs like he's scared for his life. Exactly. You know? But this was the weird thing. He came out from the back of the truck. He did. He was in the truck with him, but then he got out and ran. Yeah. So why would you lock yourself in there with him, and then run like that? Yeah. Are you? Yeah, I have forgotten that part about that, but. It made no sense. No, because like I mean, you, if you were willing to get in the truck with him to make this, why leave the door closed? Oh, because what I saw, like you said, he came out of the double doors. He was yeah. in there with him, and like sprinting for his life. Correct. Um, yeah, I, I did think that was weird. It really, really was. And then, you know, like I said, when she's taking the trash out, cowboy shows up. She lean, he leans up and like that. And like, Preacher, yeah. you know, and she's I'm, like, she doesn't say anything. And he's like, weapon, you know, mm. yeah. 
And then that's all she wrote. Then this is when Tulip becomes Tulip. Exactly. And, and just goes great. after him. And how about this overhand right she gives him? My goodness. <laughs> I mean, just, it was impressive. Yes. It was impressive. And then this You're- is where I think it's rule of cool is great. I really, really do. But if he hits you with the force to that throw you against the wall, wall like 40 feet away, and fall, you. You're broken yeah. somewhere. I'm just gonna put it out there. Like your spine is done. I mean, like, or you know, or you have such a nasty bruise or contusion and that your shoulder and fra- I mean, like that you're barely moving. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's that's a that's a blow. Yeah, you know? and I mean, this isn't like new walls where it's drywall and you end up just kind right. of falling gently into something if you don't hit it one of the two by fours. This is old, like, concrete. Right. So, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. The rule of cool, I get that. And I understand you want to do that kind of stuff. But don't don't make it so far yeah. out there. You know, it's one thing if it's Cassidy going through a wall who is <laughs> basically immortal. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah, like, we I just know that. he's got to eat something later. Right. And we're good but to Tulip, go. It's just She's a normal just, person. She's like a 90-pound little. Yeah. I mean, so don't, don't, don't do that. No. Don't. You know. Swatter, knock her down, da da da. But if you hit her and make her go against the wall, against the floor, I mean, she's done. She's not coming back into yeah, the fight. She's, yeah, just know that. So, and so, are two people? Are they not in the room across the hall anymore? Are they? They back are. At the they office? are watching her on camera. Man, so that's when the weird. cowboy comes in, like it's all part of the plan. Yeah. So he goes to the knife drawer, pulls out the big <laughs> knife. I was expecting you to end up with like one of the uh, butchers, like you're using to chop meat and everything. Right, a cleaver. Yeah, uh, that's what I yeah, thought. And uh, but no, and then he pulled out the small, like you know, yeah, like, like a prairie, prairie knife. knife and I was know. like, "There's no way." I was like, Adult "No, he's, de- he's definitely going to pick this one." And sure enough, he's like, "Yeah, this will do." And yeah, I mean that. Okay, whatever. To each their own, you know. <laughs> well, I, mean, I think it was partly done for just comedy factor. Yeah, you know, let's don't go so stereotypical. Yeah. You know, to pull the biggest blade out of the cabinet. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean. I mean, I appreciate it and everything. And then Jesse calls out, hey, Tulip, you know, get a six-pack or something. And they're like, huh. She usually jumps right in there. Cassie goes out to look. And the cowboy, for whatever Locks reason. Locks in on Dennis first. Yeah. Goes to Dennis, and I guess Dennis is masturbating. Like, uh, I mean, that's that's what I'm going to assume. Uh, to me, it looked like he was doing something on the computer with music. I, I don't know. I didn't get that sense immediately. Yeah. Well, all I, mean, I, I know is is when they cut back to him, he was laying there twitching. Yeah. You know, and God, I was hoping he was dead. Like, I, I hate to say it, but well, this is where I would have really, really, really enjoyed a scene where like. Because later, like a few minutes after that, they're like, oh, Dennis, you know, he's alive, but, you know, he's got this really strange neck angle. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's, yeah. I would have loved to scene, like, you hear the little sh- uh, struggle, and you see Dennis there, and his neck is literally where his ear is touching his shoulder. Yeah, you know, you know it's like he looks like an owl or something. Right, like, it's literally like, holy shit, that's ridiculous. Yeah. That's awesome, hilarious. You <laughs> like, know? We, we have to figure out, like, you said how immortal are vampires and everything. Right. And so to me, when you see him laying at the end of the bed and he's just looking and he's twitching like that, to me, it's like, does that mean he just took a punch and is confused about what happened? Mm-hmm. Or did he have a mortal wound or nothing? It, to me, it was... It was a missed opportunity. It was a missed opportunity. I mean, we've seen Dennis fly over there and tear a man's juggler off and do all this, you know, eat. I mean, we name it. 
but we go into a room and off camera and it ends up with him just laying on the ground twitching. Yeah. I was just, that was a letdown for me. Like I said, that's a golden opportunity. Now, don't get me wrong. They picked it right back up after that because then you see Jesse walk around and you see Cassidy get chunked across <laughs> the, the room. room. Like, as like he sits down. And also, I don't endorse smoking. I've actually never smoked cigarettes or anything. Pretty freaking cool how he gets the cigarette to come out of the pack. That's exactly <laughs> what I was like. But if I ever did smoke, man, I'm going with the soft pack so I can just be like, Doop. Yeah, just a little tap. Oh, oh my God. Out. That was so cool. And I was like, you know, oh. that's, that's. I mean, for I'm some reason that stuck it out. Oh, it stuck man. out to me like crazy. That's like that's cool as shit. And man. Like, I don't know. Like, I'd have to. I'm gonna have to go back and rewatch it. But I don't know if like as soon as he did it, that's when we saw Cassidy fly. It was close to it. And but now, I man, did practice. Was, you know what he didn't do was you know the, the old Zippo the trick where you you know yeah. the, the snap your fingers to fire you know fire that, it up. That is how I do all of my Zippos. Yeah, I mean, I can the single hand open and light. You yeah, know? it's a great feeling when you like. I mean, I spent a few hours mastering. Oh that, yeah, but yeah, it's worth it. Rule yeah. of cool. Rule <laughs> of cool. But yeah, like I said, you see Cassie fly across the room, and that thought was that was pretty Cassie, awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's good. So then when the cowboy comes in and he immediately tries to tell him, you know, yeah, uh, so I was nice, I was merciful, and so on. He's basically, like, you're a little pussy. Yeah, I was yeah. like, okay. And so he does the word again and nothing. And so like we saw him pick up the speaker from Dennis. He did. I have no idea how you turn the speaker into earplugs. Couldn't tell you. But also, he can uh, distinctively hear Preacher. He can. That's the whole deal. It's like I was like, okay, he's got his ears blocked or something. But then when he talks, he responds. Yeah. Like you so, heard what he said. So is it a distortion? And, like, just a minor distortion prevents Genesis from working? Well, let me tell you this. If there's a viewer out there that said this was plausible based on this information, I call bullshit. Yeah. Like, th- there's because nothing. this actually pissed me off. Like, okay, well, yeah, are we it, supposed to know that he had another deal where this doesn't work on him anymore? Or this other one? Or whatever? I mean, but you're showing they're having conversation. Or he hears what he's saying, but yet his word doesn't work? No. So there's two, I have two things that I guess that could happen is, and this is why the dude was in the back of the truck with him is either a, he extracted Jesse's soul and they just didn't tell Jesse. And that's why they're not worried about sending the cowboy back to hell or B it's like the people in the office when Jesse was talking to him and they didn't really respond. You know how we were like, hey, there's something off. They gave that to him. But I, I think it's the extracted the soul. and But like then, like what was the point of him grabbing the speaker? So like there, there's... It's just inconsistency. Yeah. Like there's a big problem. I think it's going to get cleared up next episode. Gosh, it needs to. But that was a huge flaw. It was. But now that he's back in hell, why would we even clear it up? So it's like, weird. I mean, we're, we're stuck in a bit... Bad spot. Exactly. It's like, let's focus on having a really cool fight scene, conversation, dialogue, but let's don't worry about how it got to Ooh, it. Ooh, you're, you're going Walking Dead theory with it. It's like, <laughs> hey, man, I got this really cool thing. Let's not really worry how we get there. But exactly. We we... Exactly. We, we could have the whole deal where it turns dark and light in five hours. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no. Um, but, again, you know, so he tries it. The word doesn't work. So they've had some pretty cool hand-to-hand combat. I thought that was pretty sweet. Yeah. And, I mean, like, he's hitting them and stuff. And I love how it's just like – 
not affecting the cowboy. It's not. It really, really isn't. You know, yeah, like he's an old uh, knight in armor and just not. Well, a- here's the thing. Like Jesse punches and you do see movement of the head of the <laughs> cowboy. So it is making him deal with that. But then again, we talked about this other time is that Cassidy is a vampire. Is a vampire who has superhuman strength. Does he have superhuman strength? Okay, well, I keep going back to season one where you can snatch a 600-pound cow yeah. down I and, mean, and yeah. golf it. You know, I'm just being honest. Yeah, I mean, that with I, half your body missing. So. Exactly. So if you can do that. You have to have superhuman strength. You can tear a human in half. Yes. Because that's a 600-pound cow you drag down. In like one bite. I mean, so, so when I see that and he has that kind of capability – it's very, it's very curious, but also, you know, like, it's also disturbing, disturbing no. too. You know, they're not consistent with that either. Because I hadn't even, I completely forgot that Jesse or that uh, Cassidy did that. Yeah. And so now it's like, no, it's almost punches. like it's a, it's almost like it's a rewrite. Yeah. You know, like, okay, we made a mistake with that power he has back then. Let's don't ever address again and try to make him more like human. And like they are playing really fast and loose with uh, his sunlight thing, which also I. <sighs> I didn't even see the sun touch his hand when they were doing the drink. No. I just saw him go, ah, you know, like that was a big deal. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, we'll, like, we'll get to it later yeah. on and because – but then he starts putting a whooping on old Jesse, and then our girl Tulip finally shows up. And with, the, with the iron. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I, I'm excited for this fight scene because she's clearly the best hand-to-hand person that we have. She's going to be juking and jiving and everything. Yeah, she does pretty well. And, I mean, for as well as could be done. Well, she's doing better than the guys. Yes. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Cassidy's in the wall by this time. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, just, just hanging out. and Throws him through the wall. And, like, Cassidy's just ass hanging out. It's like, well, yeah. I'm done, guys. With his joggers on. Not even, not, even full, <laughs> not, even, not even real pajamas. Just his, you know, joggers. But... Yeah, I like that. But then eventually the cowboy gets to put the hand around the throat, you know. Well, no, back to like the bottom jaw again. Same exact situation. And then for whatever reason, just saying, Jesse, in a selfless moment, hey, I thought you weren't here for her. Just drops her. I'm like, Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she's done. Well, right before that, you know, he said he started talking about a noise of, what it meant to hear somebody who scalps somebody because he's rubbing a uh, knife against his boot. And I don't know if you noticed this, you know, did you notice that the bottom of his boot had a modern sole on it? Uh, -uh. it it had an imprint on the bottom of it. Like, you know, like Uh, a sneaker has, you know, like a grip on the bottom. His boot had print on the bottom of it. Okay. I'm sorry. If you're from the 1800s of Ratwater, they didn't make them where they had the dura dura yeah, laps no. on the bottom of them to make sure you didn't slip on the wood. Yeah, okay. Like, it's a solid piece of leather across the bottom. So when I'm watching him do his boot, I'm looking at the bottom, going, I'm freezing it going, what the fuck? Yeah, like, I mean, there's no excuse for I that. mean, did Nike make those for you today? I mean. Has <laughs> it got an insole too? Is it, I is mean. It that? So Dr. Scholl's? I think they just literally didn't think and look at it. Yeah. Because, I mean, like when he's rubbing that knife against his boot, I was like, oh, this is cool. But then I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. And I mean, I even rewound it. I said, I told my wife, I was like, what do you see there? And she goes, a boot. And I was like, uh, thanks. Thanks, honey. Captain Obvious. Hey, Sherlock. Did, uh- really? Here's your sign. <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, no. What do you see on the bottom of the boot? And she goes, tread? And I was like, this is yeah. an 1800s cowboy. She goes, 
Oh, bullshit. Ding, ding, ding. And your prize <laughs> is, you know. Um, so, I mean, that was kind of a surprise. But I did like the story, though. He was like, you know, the man told me, of course, I killed him outright, dude. Yeah. You know. And so then he goes, and I was like, we're fitting to cut the beautiful hair of Jesse Custard off. Oh, man. like, And like we get the one mark, and I was like, you know, you talked about the comics with Tulip, and I was like, maybe we just give that plot to Jesse. Maybe so. And, like, how cool would that be? Yeah. But, of course, this is where we get the lady who runs hell, and I guess she's the devil's right-hand man or woman. I, I, to me, it's like she's the warden of part of hell. And, you know, her bidding does the bidding of of Satan, whatever you want to call it. And I don't know where. Just shows up with her enormous gorilla-looking fellow. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and, uh, which, make, guy, yeah, which makes the cowboy look tiny. This um, guy's going to play very significant roles somehow. God, I hope so. I mean, I, I want to see more. And she just... You know, stop some dentist tracks. It's time to go with us. Blah blah blah. And no, it was just, I don't know. I I didn't it get felt that. Odd. It, like, it, it, is too it was too convenient. Yeah. It was like, I'm sorry, you just can't have that kind of perfect planning. I mean, I, I think he was able to, but like the time doesn't seem. Man, it's thin. Oh, it's very thin. Thin. I'm talking like thin as the as the ice lake around Jon Snow. I'm but, telling you, thin. <laughs> But, um, I mean, like, I'm able to believe it because, like, he has the cell service all over the world and everything. And he's like, I Look, guess we released him at this time. He should get there at this time. I need you there outside the door as soon as the cowboy walks in. But then, like, we don't know, like, how do you get out of hell? You know, I mean, there's a lot of unanswered questions that we just have to be okay with. I'm, I'm not standing on the ice with that. No. I'm not I doing mean, it. I don't want to. Not doing it. Not, not feeling that at all. But then, like, is there any purpose for the cowboy or us to even go back to hell again? I'm a, that I, There is no reason. And see, that's another thing. This is diverged from where the comic books have the cowboy. This is diverged. They've really, really gone in different directions with this whole scenario. Like, well, not only that, like, as far as I'm in the comic books, which is a pretty good ways, I mean, they're, they don't even have this hell, a warden, Hitler, any of this kind of stuff. Man, okay. that's weird. And so, I mean, I think it's a cool little adaptation that you've added Hitler, and we found a way to make us sympathetic. <laughs> oh to my it. god! Like, I, and, you know, and that's the, what I love more than anything. Is and like, the, I think it's cool about how they've made what hell is is like an old projector room, and you get to watch your worst day, or whatever you are, and, and over and over again. That is hell. I mean, yeah. I, I get that. It's a, a TV acceptable version of what hell could be like, you know, and so. I totally, I mean, I think that's all cool, but... Why did you connect it with Her Star? Like, why is it connected with Grail Industries? I mean, it's, that's where, like, when you read the comic book version, it's not necessary. Yeah. And so, if you're going this route, you know, we've gone through the entire second season of Eugene and Hell, and it's very spotty, mm -hmm. and we don't see light in the tunnel yet, but they can magically go here, there, so on... And we're in ventilation shaft. Yeah, you know, so I'm I, I'm looking for that pickup. Well, I mean, let me where ask it's going to go. Do you think that her star is Satan? No. Do you? I don't. Do you think he has 
direct line this like is satan making a power play and that's why the devil or that's why god is missing i, I think um because hell's got to be playing a bigger picture than it i'm with you i think the biggest deal is is that you have people like any great powers you have uh, boots on the ground yeah is what i call it and i think your 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 big dog when it, when it comes to boots on the ground is her star but i mean who's the the boots for satan uh, or god well i think you play the fence how do you play the fence with? Well, like you're you're trying to do good because you believe the Messiah is going to come back, but then you're also doing you're doing bidding to make sure the agenda is pushed forward to maintain balance. I mean, like there, like that, I said, that, I'm I am grasping for straws. Like, with this. I mean, that's not even walking on ice. That's just Jesus walking on water, right? Well, there. I mean, because like there's no layer for you. Well, to you know, when you dog. think of when you think of uh, biblical term and different things of that nature, like that, you know, even nature's law, it's all about balance. Yeah. And if something gets out of balance one too far away, the other side picks up. And I think her star is like the balancing be- balancing beam. You know, he teeters it back and forth. But we have no balance. I'm with you. And I'm, it's just, just like, pure I don't speculation. See, I don't see how God's going to let Satan have the same person for balancing. Like, that just I, makes no sense I, to I, me. I'm with you. I mean, it doesn't, like, what they've shown us on the show doesn't give us enough to make a rational decision of where something's leaning or how mm. or why. And that's where we need more. But, like, if y'all have any idea of what hell's going to do or who, <laughs> who, who, who Satan is. Do you think we've already seen them, or do you think? Um, I don't think so. I think it's going to be a pretty cool reveal. Yeah. Next episode, you know, that that's something that comes out of the situation. <laughs> do you think it's uh, the same exact Satan as from uh, Seth Rogen's movie? This is the end. <laughs> like if it's just like the giant dude with the bullhorns and everything. No, no. <laughs> or like he calls it Danny McBride or Jay. No, Franco. I could totally. I think it'll have a very comical. It'll have a comical element to yes. it. Yes, I mean, just it has like to. the like the warden. You know, you look at her and you're like, "This is the warden." And then every so often, you catch that real demon voice. Oh yeah, you know, in her eyes, her eyes. Are right. I very... think those. I think there's going to be something to that. I'm not real sure. I don't think it'll be somebody like we would consider as a comedian. Yeah. I think it'll have a comical effect, but not be like a comedic person. I don't know. If it's Danny McBride, I might. I'm going to be honest with you. If it's Danny McBride, I'm going <laughs> to turn the fucking show off. No, you're not. I'm sorry. I mean, oh, God, have I'm you watched like, Vice Principals? I've watched Eastbound and Down. If Kenny Powers comes out rocking those K-Swiss tubes. I'm telling you right now. You watch Vice Principals. It is the most... I barely made it through four or five episodes. Man, those trailers look so good, though. And even season Well, that's two the whole trailers. deal. The trailer is funny. The episodes, dog shit. Man, that's so sad because Walter Groggins, like, well, like easily yeah, one of my but, favorite actors. Yeah, but, I mean, like, where they've got him going with his stuff, I mean, it's just, I don't know. I To me, it's one of those shows you either freaking absolutely love it because you just really enjoy Danny McBride and his anger comedy. Yeah. Because that's what it is. It's anger comedy. Or you effing hate the show. I mean, it's just one of those things, you know. Man. I yeah, mean, did you ever watch Eastbound and Down? I did a couple episodes. I never got into it. Okay, so it might just be a odd remake of that. Maybe uh, I don't know. It's it's definitely Danny McBride and his style. Okay. Okay, but Danny McBride is a great comedic effect when he is not the primary character. I can see if that. that. Might, if he's yeah. not the lead role. 
Well, in Vice Principals, he's more of the lead, lead role. role. No, like, and it's too a, much. It's like Will Ferrell is so fun to watch. A lot of times, a lot of his most is the side guy, not the head guy. Yeah, it's rare. I mean, there's only a few of them that I really enjoy. But he had such a good supporting cast around him to make it where it wasn't just the Will Ferrell show, which yeah, like, there's was no very one tough. Ever that's really the lead guy in any Will Ferrell movies. That is amazing. the only one that even comes to my mind. Like, like a lot of people love Elf. Yeah. Okay. You know, but I think people like it because it's a Christmas movie. Exactly. That has him in it, not because it's Will Ferrell movie. So you follow what I'm saying? Yeah. But the only one I can say I really, I actually enjoy start to finish of Will Ferrell and because everything like that is, you know, the ballad of Ricky school. Bobby. Yeah, okay. Not even old school? Well, old school, like he was, okay. he wasn't uh, the primary. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, to say he's a primary, but John C. Riley's so prominent in that. Right. And yeah, easily man. one of the most underrated actors. Like that dude yeah. can do any genre. When he's surrounded, yeah, I mean, like I'm with you on that. But like true lead yeah. actor. Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. I mean, like Ricky Bobby's about, <laughs> it's got to be the top of the heap of ones you can actually enjoy from start to finish. But yeah, think about how many people are in that movie that are fun oh to watch. Oh my God, it is loaded. Yeah, so I mean. It's just examples like that. And so that's where he comes into play. So I would be mad if he comes in as the, you know. Yeah, the devil or something. The devil and, you know. Because another thing is his type of humor is a lot of profanity and like oh, that. And AMC is not going to go down that like that. No, you, you are right about that. Yeah. So, I mean, him he can't be funny without spitting out 27 cuss words in the process of saying <laughs> a 30-word monologue. No, you, you, you are 100% you know, right so, about that. So, I mean, yeah, there you go. Be, so. So no Danny McBride, I'm sorry. No. I tried. No, that ain't going to happen. Now, Walter Goggins, on the other hand, the other half of that, now, that would be cool as hell to see him as being somebody. He'd be so terrifying. Yeah. I mean, he could play that role. There's no doubt. So, but the other thing here is, too, is that who we are, we're naming male actors. It could be a female. Yeah. We really could shake things up. You just never know, you know. I mean, you never know. With this show, you really never know. Hold on. It could be a child, for all we know. I'm going to throw something at you. Well, let me get something to block myself. <laughs> Tom Cruise. <laughs> you know, with all the little things we did back in season one and stuff. I'm sorry. How great would it be? Tommy if- won't be on the show. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that, I, that's I not going to happen. But, like, you could no. actually, he did. Uh- Give me Clooney. Give me Clooney. <laughs> <laughs> all right. But, no, that, that's where it's going to go with that. You know what I mean? Um, and, of course, like I said, we talked earlier, the season, the episode wraps up with. They're going to the ambulance, and of course, the ambulance is owned Grail by Industries. Grail Industries. I, mean, I threw up when I saw the Grail yeah, Industries. Yeah, that's, like, that's you know, and then of course they, they meet with they evidently they got hoods over their heads, and again, well, yeah. again, How Cassidy get- is right there, I, but he's having his arm in a sling. Yeah. What the shit is that? And like he goes to get more blood, but then he's perfectly fine when he gets back and they didn't get any blood or anything. I'm just. And like. I I just don't get this. How did he get to the ambulance? Because like in the first episode, you know, we've got police officers literally taking off their jackets to hold over his head. He doesn't have his umbrella. He's got his arm outside. It's perfectly safe. Yeah, I'm just. It's like those are the small comedic effects that Where we love the, the show Where is the continuity guy? Where is the guy going, hey, by the way, he's standing in the sunlight. Yeah, where's his A sunglasses? A second ago when they were drinking, he barely got hit by sunglasses you couldn't even see on camera. Yeah. And he burned up? Okay. All right. Yeah. He doesn't have his sunglasses anymore. Well, like, don't, let's don't worry about Dennis, evidently, who had a broke neck in there. <laughs> I guess like, he didn't get to make the trip. <laughs> just uh, laying there. Yeah. I'm, like I'm saying, like, 
Where, where, what are they doing? No, no continuity. Yeah, just I'm just like, huh? So we only need these two characters to talk to her star. Let's don't bring Dennis in the mix. Yeah, you know he's still twitching with his broke neck. Um, <laughs> but I mean, maybe that shows that he's just going to be killed off. Hopefully, we're, if we're lucky. You know, <laughs> oh yeah. I think we will get to see a vampire fully burn or whatever you want to call it. Because I mean, we got to saw Cassidy what happened to him. Yes, and everything else. But you know, I don't know. In the comic books, when a vampire dies, you know, you burn, burn, burn to, it, and then eventually there's like a small explosion of what's left of you. you I mean, know? that makes sense. Oh, so it's like Blade. Very so much so. Okay, I can get down with that. Blade. Yeah. Oh God, like those. Those were hard to watch. Very <laughs> gruesome. Yeah. Um, so, but I mean, that, that we're sitting there talking to her star and everything. And I don't know if you noticed, Tulip has sunlight 100% bathing on her. And that Cassidy is in, like, shaded. Perfect shadow. I, I was like, really? Like, what kind of blinds do we have here? That, Lack of, yeah. Because, uh, like, as we're looking at her star, he's completely lit up. From the sun in the background. I'm just like, uh. I don't know. And then it was, do you think it's random? They accepted his conversation so so quickly and easily and simply of who in the hell, instead of being like, who in the hell are you? And why did you put your hood over me? And why are we here? There is nothing. It was just like, oh, hey. Sounds good. You're right. You want Jesse to be all powerful and stuff. Right. You want him to be a new messiah. And I mean, that goes back to me saying like at the beginning of the episode, Tulip just being very nihilistic and just. Yeah. It just, that didn't jive either. Like, I don't see how you go from like when we're eating dinner with Jesse, like, hey, Padre, you know, let's get down to the elephant in the room. And she's like, I love you, but what do you need me for? I I don't, he, he loves you. Like, he, Simple answer. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's literally anything. He's just like, well, I'm going to be the Messiah. I mean, I would see how my ego isn't rubbing off on y'all and everything. Like, of course you just come with me. Like, what? Do you think it was quick that he turned the tide to say, okay, I'm okay with being the Messiah now? When he was the first one to say it's blasphemy. Yeah. Like, there was no reason for him to change. We're talking in three episodes. We, we've got a complete reversal. And all because... Her star was able to manipulate the cowboy? I thought that was strange. To me, it would have been much more plausible if he had said, I'm going to come out to become the replacement God, to draw God out. To me, but, like that could be something where you could draw no, God out. That's a, still blasphemy, though. I'm with you. you know. But if your intentions are to find God by, you know, I don't know, being an imposter or saying you're the new one or whatever... Da, 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 da. I, don't, I don't know. There needed to be something more than just we're, right, we're heading to an episode where he's going to turn the tide and become. And are we not going to have to kill Jesse? Like that's a <sighs> some. This opens a whole new floodgate of problems. You know, when you self-proclaim yourself as the new Messiah, you immediately become the target. Yeah. And so, I mean, like, like you just got rid of the one guy who was trying to kill you, who could do it, and was basically about to. And now you're about to add a whole new list of characters of people who are going to want to kill you because you're claiming to be God or yeah. the new version. And so this is where, like even when we got on social media, is that this was the biggest concern of the episode. Put all the little details away, or I'd like to change this and this. Because I still enjoyed the episode. Don't get me wrong. No, a lot really, of details yeah. I didn't care for or I thought it could have been better. But when they showed where the episode is going now for the season finale – 
I'm really shaking my head. Like I don't know what you're going to do. The whole idea that now I've made the decision that I'm going to become the new Messiah. And even when they show the preview and like people kneeling and like at the end of the episode, you saw her star get on the knee. And makes no sense head. why he, that, like this dude murdered all of his competition to be the most powerful person. He murdered his boss because he doesn't want anyone over him. And he just immediately kneels to Jesse. So do you think it's like some, he's somehow gaining power over him or something? Like I don't. Yeah, I, I just like I said, it's just so much in the air right now to where this could go. It, it, it's hard to even speculate of what they're what's going to happen next episode. It's a, I mean, think about it. the next episode is season finale. Yeah, I mean, and God, I'm scared to say it. It says, well, I think the name of the title was at you know, end of the road. Yeah, the, the you end know, of the road. that that shit right there scares me because. I mean, heck, I was checking the numbers for Preacher, you know, thinking about season three, and the show is the fourth show in AMC. It's yep. the fourth highest rated show in AMC. Well, let's think about how many shows are currently on AMC right now. Uh, I don't know any other ones besides this, Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead. Okay, well, we had Into the Badlands. Oh, and Into the Was in the fourth one, and so on. And I think they've had a few others that were just like, meh. So what's number three? Because it's clearly Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead. Are you- well, maybe Into the Badlands. There we go. Shout out to End of the Bad Yeah, lines. you know. Awesome show, by the way, which we do pod. Yeah. We're looking forward to next season. Um, I, I don't know, but all I know is, is that the viewership is down 35% from last year. 35%. Yeah. They average around a million viewers. Okay. Yes, it's the fourth rated highest show, but I'm going to be honest with you. To me, that's red alert. Yeah. Um, and see, and season three has not been confirmed yet. It has not. Now, do I think it will get one? Yes, yes. I, re- I really, really do. They've committed to this. They've they made the season longer with thirteen, which I don't think they necessarily needed to do. Um, I think a ten episode would have been great, um, but they did. And you know, hey, more power to them. I do think we'll get a season three. Am I concerned that we'll be potting it? Yes, yeah. because I mean we really need something to come a rabbit to fall out of the hat here for this next episode. I'm really interested to see how the season finale rolls out. Um, I'm really hoping they saved a lot of their bang for the end. Yes, because um, I mean, ha- I mean, I don't know how many people we've got on social media talk to us about how. It's I mean, heck, even Brian got on the other day and said, yep, you know, the yeah, preacher yeah, usually, shit its pants and don't know how to act. And I was like, oh, my God, that is so true. Yeah, like, I mean, when he's talking about, like, it feels like a chore, that's not good. Like, no, we have yeah. too much good TV going on right now to have a chore. Amen to that. Amen to that. So, you know, I don't know. The next episode has got me real, real curious, which I'm doing wrong. I'm pumped to watch now because yeah. I'm really curious to see how they're going to turn all this. To supposedly, you know, this is the new Messiah, not Humperdue. Oh, God. God. Hey, like, do you think we see Humperdue come out? Um, No, I don't. Do I we think Jesus' lineage? No, I think that the whole reason that we're going in this angle is to keep Humperdue a complete secret. Yeah. Um, Humperdue. I'm just, I cannot <laughs> believe I'm saying Humperdue. Oh, he's such a great name, though. Oh, God. I mean, I'm, pure Seth Rogen. Um, <laughs> Humperdue. Humper oh my Jesus! Um, hey, he is. Oh, he's <laughs> but, you know. uh, touche. Right. Um, but, but that's you, pretty much the episode. That I mean, is the, the pope, episode. The pope came out and said something. I don't even really remember his speech, but 
he said God is missing, and he put a lot of chaos into the world. Yeah, well, he goes, God's missing in our hearts. You know, there's chaos out there. And, you know, he always had that little rebuttal statement yeah. at the end of it. And you're like, the Pope's really saying this? And you're like, oh, no. Oh. <laughs> you know? uh, I'll be honest with you. You know what I really thought the whole time? I was so waiting for a gunshot and him falling. That would have been amazing. I would have been like, you know, God's missing. And then missing. Like, you just you know, see, like, her star. Yeah, like, <laughs> objective one complete. <laughs> You know, Operation Messiah yeah. replacement is a go. They yeah, we just see Humper do come behind him. Yeah, I mean, just that's what I'm talking about. You know, like it does. I could totally see them doing like a swaparoo to make like bring Humper out into the limelight, but also to make him the false. Yeah, for Jesse to become the real or whatever like that. I don't know. I mean, in today's world. If they were talking about a new Messiah arriving, I would see more people considering that a negative than it would be a positive because people are just naturally disbelief unless yeah. they see something that shows that. And let's be real, Humperdue's not going to do anything that shows no, that he's the Messiah. No, he's going to show them something, all right, but it ain't what they want to see. So, Golden uh, showers for everyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, guys, what did y'all think of the episode? I mean, we got a lot of comments and feedback when we talked on Facebook and Twitter and stuff, but is there anybody out there that just thinks this is just amazing storytelling and that we're a little off or we're not picking up on some things? I'd really like to have a conversation and, you know. What do you think is going to happen in the season finale? Are you excited for the season finale? Yeah. I mean, do you have predictions? I mean. We, we'd love to hear them because like, we, we're a little stumped, as you can tell, of where this we are. go. I, I want to say that since I've read a lot of the comic books past this point that I would have a good idea where it's headed. But this has gone into uncharted waters of him claiming he wants to be the Messiah and her star doing what he's doing and. You know, last week or so, we got some images of his past and got nothing this time. Nope. Um, we got the Cowboys past and then got sent back to hell. So, we, we, uh, we got to figure out Grandma. We got to figure out her star's plan. Tulip and Cassidy got to make a comeback. The Cowboy, hell, Satan. Like, I mean, that's... There's just, we need an hour and a half. And like, there's uh, a, lot of open, a lot of open doors and a lot of open windows that need to be shut. And so... It'd be very curious. Yeah, very, so very Seth, curious. We're we're hope we're hoping that you pull this off, man. We really want it. I sure hope you do, brother. I sure hope you do. But guys, I think we're gonna call tonight and we're looking forward to the season finale. And like I said, don't forget to hit us up on Blade TV Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we're on Twitter, Twitter and Facebook and uh, we love the chit chat and you know, we you know, we're not haters. We don't drink hater aid or any of that kind of stuff and you know, we'd love to have conversation, respect opinions, and you know. And if you enjoyed the show or enjoy any other pods, you got a minute to give us a positive review somewhere. Do it. We straight appreciate it. But other than that, we're gonna call it tonight. This is Blue TV, and I'm Zach, and I'm Cash, and we'll see y'all next week. <laughs>